Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. And it is Thursday, November 19th. Hard to believe it is already Thursday in the week. And it's hard to believe it's November 19th. It is the week before Thanksgiving. A big, big week next week to gather with people in your family, contrary to what some people are being told being told they can't gather with their family and uh, it's really sad that um that there are people who are being told by the government in certain places they can't do that because of covid and uh, you know i i'm not saying that's not real uh, it is real it definitely is real i know there's people out there my mom and dad have both have it my brother and his family have had it and uh, my mom's 84, my dad's 87, and uh, they have survived it. And I know it hits everybody different, but so does the flu and so does everything else. And we have never shut our country down like this before. And it is just really, I think there's a lot of damage being done by the shutdowns. Uh, and they've convinced people to be people of fear. And we've never, as a country, done this before. So uh, uh, you don't have to fear if you're God's kid. If you're his kid, he has got our back. It doesn't mean you flaunt and tempt death, but we live our life. We go on with life. We wash our hands. Uh, You wear a mask if you are vulnerable. And um, you try to protect yourself. And um, although I don't even know how good the masks are, just to be honest with you, because the CDC has been back and forth two or three times on that. But anyway, um, we're not going to get that political. I do want to uh, bring up one thing. I, I got an email yesterday from John. John, I appreciate you uh, uh, responding. I appreciate you listening. And uh, by the way, just a quick shout out to all our listeners up in Virginia who are listening on the lighthouse in uh, Meridian, Mississippi on WMER on 91.7, the truth here in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, and those listening through SWAT radio.com and our SWAT radio app. We're so grateful you're listening. And yesterday we were talking about how um, the, the guy who's a pastor up in Georgia running for Senate, believes it's okay, that abortion is okay, it's okay for a woman to make that choice, and we should not speak into that. And it's really alarming when you have somebody who is a shepherd or pretending to be a shepherd um, who is saying the kind of things he's saying. And I I quoted him yesterday, and I I got a response from John, and John um, talked. he mentioned that I, I cited from Jeremiah I think it's also in Psalm that God knew us before we were out of the womb. He knew us inside the womb. And uh, he wanted to add two other passages, and I think they're good. And so I want to read them. Uh, John, thank you for sending those in. Exodus 21, 22 through 25. Listen to what it says in God's Word. 
when uh, God is giving the Israelites laws, he said, when men strive together and they hit a pregnant woman, in other words, two men are fighting, they hit a pregnant woman and her child comes out, but there's no harm, then the one who hit her shall be fined as the woman's husband shall impose on him and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and stripe for stripe. In other words, if you hit that child in the womb and cause harm, you will pay a penalty equal to the harm you cause, giving value to that life inside the womb. He also quotes Leviticus 20, which was a good passage listen to this the lord leviticus 20 verse 1 the lord spoke to moses saying say to the people of israel any one of the people of israel or of the strangers so this isn't just god's chosen people any strangers who come alongside israel who gives any of his children to molech shall surely be put to death the people of the land shall stone him with stones. I myself will set my face against that man, and I will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Molech to make my sanctuary unclean and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do at all close their eyes to that man when he gives one of his children to Molech and do not put him to death, then I will set my face against that man and against his clan, and will cut them off from among their people, him and all who follow him in whoring after Molech. What they were doing is they were sacrificing their children to Molech. They were killing their children and sacrificing them to an idol. Well, when we allow abortion today, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's an it's a, a sacrifice to the idol of us, our convenience. Uh, you know, people throw out uh, rape and incest. That's very, very, very rare. In fact, even in those cases, there have been people who have been raped who have had children, and those children have grown up to be great servants of the Lord. And so, every time a child is born, it's a miracle. It's, it's just a miracle every time that child is conceived. And to take that life clearly violates God's word. And so I agree with Tony Dungy, who said, I don't know what kind of book that guy's reading, but it ain't the Bible. And talking about Raphael Warnock up in Georgia. So thank you again, John, for sending in those verses. I so appreciate all you listeners out there when you communicate mark called in yesterday and appreciate input and you feel free to call in and you may not get on or, or you can email and certainly want to answer any questions you may have always want to be available to answer a question if you've got a question sometimes we can and we can't take comments uh because we're trying to get through some material for you guys but uh really appreciate all of you today we have Steve Russo. Steve Russo is a friend of mine. I met Steve years ago, and um, Steve is was a professional drummer. He at one time drummed for uh, Elvis Presley and other people. 
He's a member of the Recording Academy. Uh, he's a best-selling author, and he's been on ABC, CBS, NBC News, as well as um, Fox News and other news channels, and talking about kids. And specifically, Steve wrote some books about Halloween. He did a lot of research into Halloween and uh, witches and, you know, the darkness, uh, you know, Satan's uh, influence in our world. And uh, uh, he uh, wrote a book called What's the Deal with Wicca, a witch's organization, Fear No Evil. And um, he, he's written quite a few books, actually, And but he's been interviewed a lot re- regarding those things. And he's going to join us in just a minute. He had a, an appointment that took him uh, through about 315 so, sec, you know, in our segment, our second, third, fourth segment, he's going to be back with us. And uh, I think you'll enjoy Steve. He's a very, very um, knowledgeable guy. He worked for Billy Graham for a long time doing Billy Graham youth um, crusades. Whenever Billy would do the uh, adult crusades, uh, Steve would do the youth. And he's got a podcast right now um, called You Talk. Actually, it's called You Talk Radio. And uh, Steve uh, is reaching out to young people and really connecting with a lot of young people out uh, throughout California and that part of the world. That's where he's from. So anybody that continues to serve in California has my respect because, boy, that is a tough, tough place to do ministry. A lot of stuff going on out on that that part of the world. And uh, they say that usually – what happens in California, we'll see in the rest of the country within, you know, four to five years because they're they're usually on the cutting edge of a lot of stuff, especially pop culture. If it hits out there, then it, it kind of comes here. So Steve Russo, and uh, he has a thing called Real Answers that you can go to, too. He's got a, a website called realanswers.com, and um, that's R-E-A-L-A-N-S wers.com and if you go there he has lots and lots of his real answers little one minute segments that are great to hear um share with your kids if you got kids or your grandkids uh, and they're just little one and a half minute um, audio clips that he's played on radio stations around the country i think at one time he's on 900 stations playing those and it's just devotional thoughts to really make us think about what's going on in the world so he's going to join us just in a minute i don't know if you had a a chance to listen to a press conference we had a press conference just a while ago and um, they made a an announcement that there's some pretty big accusations by rudy giuliani and uh, Sidney powell who's a former federal prosecutor that the venezuelans and other communist actors had come in to help influence the election. And so uh, we'll probably get into that some tomorrow, but hopefully Steve will be with us when we come back. You're listening to SWAT Radio. You can catch us at SWAT Radio Talk on Facebook and Twitter. And we're going to be right back after this news break. So stay tuned for more SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. Again, a big shout-out to our listeners up in Virginia on the Lighthouse, Meridian on WMER, and um, appreciate all the listeners here in the Florida and Georgia area, and as well as our listeners out west who are listening through the app. Also appreciate James Graham. James, thanks for all your hard work to help keep uh, the podcast up. And if you uh, do not have the SWAT radio app, you can go to the App Store and get it, or you can sign up for the podcast at the uh, Apple, any any place you get podcasts. You can just put in SWAT radio, and uh, you can download that, and you get it automatically every day. So if you can't listen live, you can listen to it after the fact. And right before the break, I was talking about uh, there was an, a press conference up in, and I'm not sure where they had it. I, I think it might have been um, in Washington, but I'm not sure. But um, uh, Mayor, former Mayor, uh, New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, along with Sidney Powell, 
and another uh, one of uh, President Trump's uh, attorneys for the, at least for the the legal team, uh, Jenna Ellis, had a press conference, and it was pretty. What they what they're alleging and claiming is that there was a centralized effort to change the election. And they're saying that they've got affidavits and evidence, and they're going to have to. Those are it's pretty big charges. But um, they cited specific affidavits that they have. They didn't s- share all the evidence. But um, it basically, one of them um, said that um, they were given instructions by supervisors uh, to assign ballots without names to random people which would result in thousands of people in the Pittsburgh area sh- uh, showed up to vote, but they had already had a vote cast in their name. So that was one of the irregularities. Another one said that um, a Michigan um, poll worker was instructed to change the dates on absentee balance to show they arrived earlier than they had. Well, that's just fraud. You can't do that. If these affidavits are true, then um, it, one of them said an affidavit claimed that workers were told not to request photo ID from voters, even though the state law requires it. Um, 100,000 absentee ballots in Wisconsin should have been deemed invalid because there was no application form. They just went out. When you to get an absentee ballot, you have to apply. Um, that's a hundred thousand votes, and President Trump only lost by twenty thousand. So these are some pretty significant charges. Um, and again, uh, Jenna Ellis, who was one of the attorneys, said this news conference was more of an opening statement, and they're going to lay out a lot of evidence in court. And and they said they're not going to drag it out. Uh, they don't want to drag it out. They're just putting their evidence is what they said. Um, they also said that more lawsuits could be coming in Arizona and New Mexico. Um, and they said also that a challenge could be in Virginia where Biden led by half a million votes. But they, they've got to be able to overcome the deficits for them to do that. So and a lot of these charges are about when they stopped counting the votes something that has never been done before on a scale like that so these are pretty big charges they're going to have to have evidence and it's going to go before the court and we as believers should just pray that the truth would come out and um, hopefully if the truth comes out then uh we will be able to see justice served because people are going to go to jail if this stuff, if that, what they said happened, happened. Well, enough about that. I'm happy uh, to hear that Steve is on the line. Steve Russo, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Hey, Doug, great to be back with you, man. Hey, uh, I was just sitting here talking about the election, and I don't want to get too off, far off in the weeds on politics, but tell me, you live in a very, very uh, progressively liberal state, probably the most progressively <laughs> liberal place in the world. In fact, a lot of right? people think that when you cross over the border from Nevada, you go into another country. Um, so, Absolutely. So tell me what's going on out in California right now. 
Well, it's it's um, regarding the election you know, whole, specifically. I mean, yeah, the whole election. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out how um, one minute after the polls closed in California, um, the press called the state. You know, for the former vice president as well as Oregon and Washington. It it doesn't statistically that doesn't add up. You know, now I'm not saying we would have gone. Uh, the other direction, but, you know, it's like, why did I even bother to vote? I mean, this is, you know, it makes no sense whatsoever. And there's, we have a uh, Democratic governor who loves to throw out stuff uh, that we're all supposed to do, but is the epitome of hypocrisy. And I just, there's an upswell here, really, in California, people saying, what's going on? I mean, there were people um, in my community who were given, um, like, Sharpie pins to fill out their ballot. Uh, well, that automatically nullifies them, you know. Um, I got, I had a little heated discussion with somebody. I, I received a uh, ballot by mail, which I did not request, and we were told we were supposed to surrender them. And when I got to the polling place, they didn't know what to do with it. And the lady goes, well, I can throw it away for you. No, no, that's not the point. The point is, I want to make sure that this isn't being used again. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, it's really... Um, there is really an uproar here, um, uh, believe it or not, in, in such a liberal state for supporters of the president saying enough is enough. And, um, you know, let's, you know, the, the chant is let's make this thing legal. And, you know, I think that's the bottom line, really. Um, whoever wins, wins, but let's do it legally. Well, let's Steve, do it with integrity. Well, I, I was, uh, before you came on on the first segment, I was sharing a little bit about you. Uh, you, you have done a lot of neat things a lot in the music industry and um you've 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 been a drummer for a long time when did you start drumming what age did you start drumming oh it was uh in in the sixth grade band so i was what 11 years old 10 years old something like that and and i played my first gig when i was in seventh grade junior high uh with my first band and and uh you know, one thing led to another, and and started playing nightclubs when I was sixteen, seventeen, uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and um, ended up in in Southern California. Um, you know, entertaining the biggest stars of you know the entertainment world, athletics, Indy five hundred drivers. I mean, you know, recording. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I'm a member of the Recording Academy, which is the Grammys you know, sponsored by a number of equipment companies. Um, until the pandemic, I was going into schools and um, doing school assemblies with the drums. I still perform with some different uh, artists. Um, so, you know, very involved. In fact, we just tested something in Arizona. Maybe we can come out there your way and do it. Um, called Build Up. And uh, what we did is, is put the word out for young musicians, mm-hmm. guitarists, players, bass players, keys, drums, uh, students in drama, those wanting to do it, those that wanted to have a YouTube channel. And we had this this event called Build Up and had um, good, very enthusiastic response to it. And now we're getting inquiries from other cities, um, you know, to come in and do it. And it's kind of, for us, it's the first step into an area to do one of our larger events. But it's really cool to to see kids come alive. You know, I had some students who had never picked up drumsticks, and by the time um, our first session was over, they were playing the drum set. Mm. Well, I know so you've, been, you, just, you, you've been doing it for a long time. You've done it around a lot of famous people, people like Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac and... Elvis and 
Santana and all. I mean, the people that were very, very big. And, I mean, how how did you go from that to ministry? Uh, it was a uh, San Francisco Bay Area again. I was teaching drums and percussion uh, in a music store as well as performing and doing all the other things. And um, I had a young man come in to take lessons. His name was Robbie. 12 going on 13, and uh, he's the first one to have shared Christ with me. Um, we don't have time to go into the whole story, but maybe another time. And then it was his aunt and uncle who were entertainers in Hollywood, nightclub entertainers, who uh, invited me to come to uh, Southern California, which was my dream. You know, in, in Southern California, I could be famous. I could make a lot of money. I could drive expensive, fast Italian sports cars, and I could have women. So, you know, <laughs> the big four. And... Um, you know, all the way down, they asked, invited me to go down after Christmas and, and ride with them, and all the way down they were sharing Christ. And before I left their home on uh, uh, the day, well, it was December 30th, I guess, because I was going back up north to do a big show for New Year's Eve, and uh, I remember surrendering my life to Christ. So, you know, it it um, it was a it was an interesting transition journey, I guess I could say. I was told um, by a number of well-meaning church people that I couldn't be a drummer and be a Christian. <laughs> oh, my gosh. get out of that horrible, horrible, you know, industry. And, you know, They said on that? On Why and, did they say that? Uh, ignorance. Just complete ignorance. You know, I mean, it, it, just, it just was ridiculous. And, unfortunately, I bought into some of that. And, mm. you know, it was like cutting off my right arm. You know, and I thought, okay, well, I'll go into ministry then, you know. And, and um and that sounds begrudging. I really wasn't begrudged about it, but I was frustrated because I thought this talent has to come from God. And to long story short, I was a youth pastor and I worked for an organization called uh, Youth for Christ Campus Life. And I actually had a uh, a buddy in Central California that said, hey, I want you to come up. And, and I started doing some speaking then. And, and I want you to come up and speak at an, an outreach event for us. But I want you to go into, to our high school and speak. I said, what the heck am I going to speak? I said, you're going to play drums and you're going to talk about, just talk about life or whatever. Come up with something. So I came up with choices, played drums. And, you know, that was the beginning of a whole turnaround. And um, I, the drums are bigger now than they ever were in my life. Um, you know, I mentioned some of the things I'm involved in. And, um, hey, Steve, you know, Steve, Steve, hey, the, Steve let, me, let me put you on hold. we got to go to a news break. And when we come back, I want to pick up on that. And I want to talk about what that guy told you from a biblical perspective, too. All right. We'll be right back after this news break. <laughs> You're listening to Steve Russo on SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without you. This is the sound of change breaking. This is the beat of a heart changing. This is a song of a soul forgiving. My freedom here, my freedom here. 
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. You're listening to our guest today, Steve Russo. Steve is a uh, musician, an evangelist extraordinaire. He's been doing evangelism for a long time, uh, even though he's not really old. No, I, I guess he is kind of old. Uh, anyway, you can go to steverusso.com. That's S-T-E-V-E Russo, R-U-S-S-O.com. And um, you can also go to You Talk Radio. You Talk Radio is uh, .com. That's U-T-A-L-K Radio.com. Steve has a lot of interesting guys on there. I, I, You know, Steve, I was looking at one of your guests. You had Zach and Cody of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody on. How'd you get those? No, guys? actually, it was Zach and D.C. Cody. Oh, D.C. Zach Shada oh. and D.C. Cody. But um, they're both, uh, they're not only authors, but they're actors, they're directors, um, Oh, I, th- I just Zach, saw it. I thought you had Zach and Cody of the Sweet Life no, of Zach no. and Cody. Oh no, but you know what? We've had we've had just some phenomenal people. We've had actors. We've had Grammy winning DJs. We had um, recently talking about the election. Uh, we had a guy on uh, two weeks before the election to talk about. Um, he's an expert on the Electoral College. Um, happens to be a strategic initiative uh, head in in. Uh, uh, public affairs in Oklahoma, and um, you know, we talked about why do you, why do we have an election? Why do you vote? We talked about voting intelligently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, we we really cross a lot of different. Uh, last night on the show, we had an 18 year old entrepreneur who owns uh, three LLCs. Wow! I mean, this guy is just—he's amazing. You know, the week before that, we had a 20 um, year old gal who is a fashion designer owns her own company started it at 14 you know we just um we try to get um younger people on or you know middle-aged people whatever who relate to our audience we had uh one of the animators from the simpsons on uh an emmy nominated actress uh who is uh, an advocate for those with disabilities. So we, we kind of go, you know, we've had a comedian on um, this particular show that you saw, that uh, you saw uh, Zach and DC listed is called, um, it's on Instagram live and it's just called you talk. We started it at the top of the pandemic mm-hmm. and um, it's just grown. I mean, it's crazy. In fact, we're launching another new show on YouTube. I think in about two weeks called one-on-one with you talk and it's, basically sit-downs with celebrities or uh, young adults that are making a difference. The show is for young adults, and we're all about going mad. Of course, you've known me for a while, so you know I'm mad anyway, but yeah. we're talking about making a difference. Um, so it's really fun, you know, It's and we have the uh, audio per- portion ripped, and we're on oh, between 110 and 120 countries. And wow. iHeartRadio, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, um, you know, and it's it's fun because we haven't been able to do school assemblies. We haven't been able to do our regular outreach events. So 
we decided let's do something. Let's not sit around. Let's take advantage of this time, you know. And, and how can we strategically use it for God? So, um, and we've got a couple um, interns from Biola University that are working, you know, um, remotely. But uh, we're blessed. We've just got some very talented people we're working with. And and uh, a week, let's see, this coming Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving, we have one of the stars of uh, Cobra Kai coming on. Oh, so, oh, one uh, of the uh, oh, is is that a, that's the show, right? The show Cobra Kai, right? Yes, Cobra Kai is is the hottest thing on Netflix. It's um, basically it's the Karate Kid movie thirty years later, and it has the two initial uh, main stars. Although it doesn't have Mr. Miyagi because he's graduated to heaven, but um, it's very very cool. And what's fun for us is our thing is growing to the point where we were approached by the agent representing. Uh, it, the actor who plays one of their sons and said, Hey, is there any way we can get, you know, Griffin on you talk? So we like that because mm-hmm. we are expanding, you know, um, and we are seeing, um, our reputation develop, um, you know, and really it's, it's, uh, we have people who don't understand what we're doing in the church. Um, but it's about connecting and engaging with this generation. You have to connect and engage with somebody before you can influence them mm-hmm. to consider living their life for and like Jesus. And you know me well enough to know that. I'm really big on that. I think we try to jump, you know, from, hi, how are you, to, do you want to send your, you want to receive Christ right now? You know, it's like, Oh, you know, let's build a little bit. It's about a relationship, so let's try to build some kind of a relationship. So, well, let's talk uh, a little bit about that because you know you've written a lot of books about the darkness, evil, which is you know um, spiritual darkness and the forces of spiritual darkness. And it seems to me, Steve, and I could be wrong, but it seems like there's just been a, a, a multitude of movies and television shows. And a lot of things that really that are marketed to young people that captivate them with that, because young people are very right now they're despondent because of the COVID stuff. I mean, they're it's tough. What do you have to say to people like that? The dangers. I think it's a real danger, and I know you've done a lot of research on that topic of the darkness and its attractiveness to young people. Could you speak just for a second on that? Yeah, we, we're, as a culture, Doug, we're desensitized to darkness. And yet, once again, um, in, in the church community, we have extremists out there that are trying to spin everything towards, you know, saying everything that's coming out of, you know, the music industry, out of the film industry, out of TV, is dark, and it's, you know... Uh, and I've heard people, and it just drives me nuts, who talk about a particular song, and, you know, this is straight from the pit of hell, and this is all about Satan. And the person, the artist that wrote the song is going, you know, you people in the church are nuts. It has nothing to do with that, you know. And then they come back with, well, no, 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 we have, you know, the mind of Christ, so we know all things. Well, that, you're pretty ignorant, you know, because you're talking to the person that wrote the song, you know, and listen to what they say, Um and and that's we we have to find a balance you know it's it's um you know i hear people say oh i got a flat tire shame on satan for doing that to me really hmm. really you, you know but absolutely it is very dark out there you have to you have to learn to navigate it you know and you have to say wait a minute and and that's where 
a biblical worldview comes in, and you use Scripture, our handbook for living, as a filter to say, okay, is this... I mean, I get condemnation from church people because I'm in very involved in the entertainment industry, and I get invited to things which will go unnamed. It's because it's not about dropping names, but being able to interact with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's very, very fun, and people are looking for something that's refreshing. I'll give you one example. We, uh, with with Talk, we have a YouTube channel, and, and we do, um, a couple of years ago, we started getting invi- invited to go to red carpet events for films and things like this. I mean, it's like, whoa, this is cool. This is crazy cool. We were in L.A. Um, at an event, and um, I rotate with, I have two co-hosts for the show, and so we're you know, filming interviews with celebrities, mm-hmm. and I have e-entertainment on one side, and I have Star News on the other side of me, and they have nobody in line, and we have a line of celebrities waiting to be interviewed, and their handlers coming up, hey, can we get in line? Will you interview us? And these people from Star News and E! Entertainment are leaning over going, hey, dude, what what kind of swag are you giving? What What are you paying them? Are you, you know, it's like, I didn't have the heart to tell them we're not asking the same stupid questions like, what are you wearing and what's your guilty pleasure, you know? Uh, we're asking questions that, that have some kind of like what uh, one of ours we love to ask uh, somebody is is uh, hey what would you tell our audience about making a difference and changing the world how can we make a difference as individuals and Doug I've had well known people who got named you know with a mic in front of them and standing with me at the camera just get tongue tied and go what nobody's ever asked me that you know so it's about building bridges. Um, yes, we have to guard our sins. We have to put the armor of God on Ephesians 6. Yes, there's a lot, a lot of evilness, darkness. I think the election is the epitome of it. Mm-hmm. When you look at the forces of darkness, I'm absolutely convinced that are just railing, and you go, my goodness, what has happened to our culture? But we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be fearful. Um, you know, I did a book a number of years ago on Halloween, and I used to do a lot of interviews and you know people call in oh you know that's the the number one you know satanic holiday on the city no it's not and we're going to hide in our basement because this is an evil god needs to take this day away you know and well did you forget that that's when uh, october 31st 1517 martin luther attacked up his thesis you know um for protestantism i mean it's it's we need to be well informed yeah biblically well-informed, and then look at the Scripture and say, this is, okay, this is darkness, but how can we penetrate the darkness? And I'm not stupid enough to, you know, play any games, um, but I do think God, you know, has not given us a spirit of of timidity or fear, Mm -hmm. but one of power and self-control. And I think we need to look around and say, okay, let's change this. And, you know, there are some, there are some amazing followers of Jesus in the industry who are trying to, to turn things around, you know, and they're doing um, some really cool things. And, and it's, we need to encourage them. We need to support them, you know, when it comes to the industry. Frankly, I've had some people, again, go unnamed, who say, Russo, we love what you're doing. Anything you want us to do, great. Do not, do not, do not connect us with anybody else in the church. <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't surprise me because we we tend to be not very well connected to what's really going on. Well, Steve, we got a break for our last segment. 
And when we come back, I want to I want to hit you with this. Uh, Barna did a survey. Two percent of those between eighteen and twenty nine possess a Christian biblical worldview. Well, I want to talk about that when we come back from the break. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio with Steve Russo of Utah Radio. Real Answers and SteveRusso.com. We'll be right back after this break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministry. So glad you could join us on this Thursday, November 19th. Steve, are you blown away that we're into November, almost through November of 2020? Oh, Doug, you know, it is an absolute blur. I, I don't know how we got here. And, you know, it's it's interesting. One of the donors to our ministry sent me a note, and he said, you know, kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, and said, boy, this is going to be great for you, Steve. You don't have to travel. Just just relax and read books and chill. 
I'm going, dude, I'm busier now than I was before because we're trying to take advantage of every opportunity. And it's just a blur. I cannot believe that Thanksgiving is upon us and, and it won't be long Christmas and the end of the year. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy that we're going to be into December. Well, Steve, I, I know you work with a lot of youth and you probably witnessed that. That was a pretty alarming stat to me that 2% of 18 to 29 year olds have a Christian worldview in America. I mean, that, yeah. that's amazing to me. It is, and, and really, it's a, uh, Barna Group is talking about a biblical worldview, and I think we need to make a distinction between the two. Um, this is going to sound weird. I don't want to encourage anybody to have a Christian worldview. Yeah, yeah, biblical because, worldview. You're right. Yeah, and there is a big difference, because a Christian worldview is, I mean, a worldview is, is you know, a particular philosophy of life or, or conception of what the world is like, a Christian worldview can be skewed. A Christian worldview changes, can change with, you know, anything, the culture, whatever. We want this generation to have a biblical worldview, and, and it is scary when you think about that, but it's... Um, Kids are not responding to the church today. I mean, I hate to be sound like, you know, Donnie Downer or something, but yeah. they're leaving the church in droves. They're, you know, it's, and, you know, we're not, get, we're not grasping why, you know. It's, and I'll, I'll give you a quick illustration. In our community in Southern California, um, over a year ago, there were 14 suicides within 10 days in the same school district. Wow. It was crazy, and I'm getting hit every time at Costco, where restaurant, whatever. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What do you mean? What am I going to do about it? Well, you're the youth guy, so we thought, you know, what we, what these students need, what these young adults need, they don't need a lecture, they don't need a worship service, they don't, and there's nothing wrong with a worship service or a lecture. They need somebody to listen to them. So we are going to have a conversation, and we're going to invite them. We had had it at the community center. A week later, we booked one for the parents. Mm -hmm. And Doug, I'll tell you, when these um, men and women understood and realized that they could trust us and we would listen to them. Mm -hmm. They were climbing each o over each other for two hours nonstop. But one little girl epitomized where we are today. She said, you know, Steve, I, I, I go to church. I love God, but I'm sick and tired of people telling me, just read your Bible and pray and everything's going to be just fine. She mm -hmm. goes, I want somebody to walk through life with me. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, it, it, that's really it. And discipleship and evangelism, as you know, basically are bad words anymore um, in the church. And here's a young girl saying, I, I, I need somebody walking with me. I need I need this. Somebody help me unpack this. Somebody help me. Now, imagine what it's like for a young person who doesn't really know who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And when you say God, the, the comment back from this generation is, which one? Yeah. You know, Wicca and, and witchcraft is one of the most uh, popular religions among younger people, and of course atheism. But they don't really know what that means. And when you when it comes down to it, you know they they really don't understand how they've gotten where they are. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we're not listening. You know, over and over again when we have younger people on our show, uh, you know, celebrities of some sort, a singer songwriter, actor, whatever. We say, hey, what is it? What can we start doing as a culture to make a difference as individuals? And, Doug, I've lost track of how many times I hear, listen. Listen. 
we need to be better listeners. Yeah, we, we don't do and, a very good job of listening, do we? It's just terrible. No, we really don't. And then, then rightly apply the Word of God. Don't twist it. Don't pervert it for your own little, you know, agenda. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's, it, I like to use, and I know you've heard me say this before, a Socratic approach. Mm-hmm. And answering a, a question that they may have, like this, this um, conversation we had um, about suicide and, and about bullying and things like that, um, we actually brought on, we have a psychologist who comes on our show every once in a while, Dr. Josh Morgan, a younger guy who's got a, um, expertise with adolescents and all. And, and we sat there and we knew where we wanted to take them in the conversation, but we wanted them to get there. So we'd answer their question with a question, not being stupid, but just guiding them, because when they reach that conclusion themselves, they own it, mm-hmm. instead of us lecturing them. Or, you know, and we're doing, we're doing crazy things that don't, you know, we're we're avoiding conversation. We like to say on on Utah, for example, we're not doing interviews, we're having a conversation. And it shakes people up sometimes, because, you know, guests, because they're not used to that. And then when they find out, wow, this is this is a, because we're not trying to control. Mm-hmm. An interview is about control, and if the interviewer loses control, they got to get it back again. A conversation doesn't have control. Although we like to say that I'm the quarterback on you talk because if the conversation starts steering away, you know that that we're losing track of of what we want to get out of that person. I kind of bend it back again gently. Mm-hmm. But this generation is open to relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a, a, a youth leader deal in Southern California, and I, I had to bite my tongue to say something. It's, you know, their latest thing for evangelism is, you can share Jesus in six words in 15 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> well, what, are you, what are you sharing? Mm. You know, and then another guy, yeah, you know, I, I take my kids to the mall, and I, and I tell them to just find somebody and, and share their religious beliefs in two minutes. And then if they don't, I take them by the hand, and I walk up and say, sir, ma'am, my friend here is religious, and he wants to share his beliefs with you. It will only take two minutes. Really, what, what did we accomplish? Mm. I'm not saying God can't use that. God, thankfully, is way bigger than we are. I mean, it's he can use anybody and anything. And when I stand in front of the mirror, I realize, God, <laughs> I don't know how you use me, but thank you. Mm. Um, but it's, it's about a relationship, and that's where the four key words in our ministry are connect, engage, influence, and then we want to see their lives transformed. Mm. And having conversations with students, and, and uh, I mean, it just, they're very open, but not to religious, not to the, the, what, in some cases, let me be careful, because yeah. there's some, some pastors and leaders doing some very cool things, but in, in some cases, it's just this, it, they can't relate to it, they they don't understand it, it's nobody's just coming alongside them, you know, and it's amazing how far you can get when you just sit down and listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may, they may say some outlandish thing. I get it a lot, you know, but what I always say is, you know, how did you come to, to grasp that? How did you come to believe that? Well, you know who I and learned that again. from, Steve, is uh, Leighton Ford. He was great oh, at asking questions. He, the listening absolutely. life, he was phenomenal at that when he or he still oh, is and I mean. same with me yeah same with me i mean you and i have had the great privilege of of being mentored by him and learning from him and he is he's a brilliant question asker 
and he's a brilliant storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's um, and another one who is who was brilliant. We lost him unfortunately, Ravi Zacharias. Yeah, and you know, Ravi, I, I love Ravi. He just oh taught me so much, and and you know, you have to look what's behind, like behind the question. Here's the question you're asking, but they're asking you, but what's really behind that question? Mm-hmm. You know, but that takes listening, and we need to to get back. I mean, I'm not a pessimist. Um, I am excited about young people today. I mean, like I said, the two entrepreneurs we just had on our show, our interns are absolutely stellar. I mean, it it just they amaze me, you know, they boggle my mind, you know, and it, and it's so cool. I mean, and you can learn so much from them. I mean, it, it's, you know, I told them I needed a new uh, video for our school assemblies. I said, it's about four or five minutes long. And they said, no. <laughs> I said, excuse me? And they said, no. What you need is a sizzle. I said, no, I need it. No, Steve, that's not what you need. So they put this 45-second video together, and I went, that's what I needed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, you can learn. We kind of learn from them, but they are so precious. They are, if we can channel the energy they have, oh, it could be scary. We would see things change in a radical way. You know, know, Steve, we we only got about a minute left, but, you know, I think one of the things is you're a youth guy, you've been around a lot of youth, is I don't think parents disciple their kids anymore. I think they've kind of delegated that to the youth pastor, to other people. And I think that's part of the problem. In a minute, can you speak to that um, real quick? Yeah, I, um, I have no problem with parents wanting to have their you know influence from that youth pastor, youth worker. Um, you know, but parents need to take responsibility for their children. You are a parent, but you can also help shape their worldview. And one of the biggest things you can do is live what you say you are. Uh, nothing, nothing is worse than the hypocrisy. And I sat down with my three children a number of years ago when they were younger, and I said, um, guys, I want to give you permission, you know, because your dad's out there doing the radio, TV, blah, 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 events. But if you find an area of my life where I'm being a hypocrite, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm doing something here at home that, you know, is the antithesis of what I'm doing publicly, tell me. And their eyes got real big, and they said, really? <laughs> I said, yes. You're not going to get mad. No, no, no. I said, really? And I said, okay, tell me. Right now, is there anything you can think of? And, you know, the clock is ticking. Wait, tick, tick, tick. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. I have Speak it. Wait, up. Steve, the <laughs> clock's ticking. we got to go. We're done. Steve Russo. For more, go to steverusso.com. Thanks for joining us, Steve. You're awesome. I love you, brother. Take care. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual